Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. Puck for Sprong as he looked to tip all the second. Here's Connor Sherry. He scores! Oh, the former Penguins are doing in the guys from Steel City tonight. Connor Sherry makes it 4-1 Washington. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. A couple of former Penguins finish off Pittsburgh. Secondary scoring coming through in a big way. And it's time for the California Swing. The trip starts in Anaheim tomorrow. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, November 15th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. The Capitals will take a four-game winning streak on the road this week to California after a 6-1 to win over the Penguins last night at Capital One Arena. Vitek Vanacek earned the victory in his return to the lineup after not dressing the last two games. And Ben, even though injuries have taken hold, the team now with a season-high four-game win streak. And up and down the lineup, Capitals getting contributions. You reference Vitek Vanacek earning the win last night and his return to the lineup. The last three wins coming from three different goaltenders. Then, of course, one of the storylines here during this win streak, the secondary scoring up and down the lineup. The likes of Garnet Hathaway, Daniel Sprong, Connor Sherry finding the back of the net, but really getting contributions up and down the lineup and doing so again without, as Tarek Elbashir from The Athletic noted, more than $21 million of salary cap space unavailable right now with the absences of Backstrom, Oshie, Mantha, and Nick Dowd. And when you look at the condensed nature of the past few games as well, nice to see the Capitals continue to earn these wins and build some momentum as they get set to head west now for a pretty daunting four-game road trip. Yeah, we'll get to the start of that in a little while. The secondary scoring has come to life, yes, in a big way over the last three games. I want to drill down a little bit on the guys who are former Penguin in flavor from last night. Both Daniel Sprong and Connor Sherry scoring against their former employer. And for Sherry, he's got two in as many games. So with the four forwards that you talked about and more than $20 million not available, truly extraordinary effort by the whole team. But let's start talking about the former Penguins who come back to bite their old club last night. Yeah, and on a line with Connor McMichael, the past couple of games, Sherry and Sprong showing themselves well in a big, big goal on Friday night, the eventual game winner there late in the third period from Connor Sherry. Look, he's a goal scorer. That goes back to his days in Pittsburgh when he was riding shotgun for a period of time with Sidney Crosby on a top line with the Penguins, but he has a knack, and here's a guy who really here in Washington has, for the most part, been kind of a third line forward when you think of Connor Sherry, but that's what we're talking about now. Same with Daniel Strong. When you're without essentially your entire second line with Backstrom, Oshie, and Mantha, that creates opportunities, more minutes, move up the depth chart, see increased ice time, and have greater responsibility. Here they were taking advantage of it last night. And Connor Sherry, he's impressed early this season. Again, he's earned time. He earned a promotion to the number one power play unit as well. Peter Laviolette thinks very highly of him. Nice to see him get on the score sheet, pick up a couple of big goals over the past two games, along with Daniel Sprong on that uh, second line centered by Connor McMichael. Last night after the game, our Ken Sabrin outside the dressing room, catching up with Caps assistant coach Scott Arneal on the 6-1 win. 
Well, Scott, a big win for you guys. I mean, you've been playing some good hockey. Before you go out on a daunting road trip, it's nice to get that two points. Yeah, especially against a Metro uh, divisional opponent. You know what? Uh, we knew that they had a tough schedule last night, but at the same day, we still had to come out and play and play to our best. And we got off to a real good start in that first period. We talk about secondary scoring. The last couple of games here has really picked up. I mean, guys are stepping up. Uh, guys on third, fourth line, second line, not relying on the big line every night. Yeah, and that's obviously uh, depth is so important, whether it's uh, defending or whether, like you say, it's scoring goals. Uh, you need everybody to step up. And we've given a lot of kids an opportunity to play this year, and it's uh, really helped us an awful lot. We tip our hats to our Hershey staff, to our scouts, to, you know, just everybody. It's, uh, you know, given us a chance to have all these players in here and get a look at them. And like you said, they've been chipping in, which really helps. And you look at this team, very impressed with this game. Yeah, you're up by 5-1, 4-1-5. You have it in control, but they played the right way. Solid defense we threw out. Weren't really going for the points, taking advantage of what they were given. Yeah, well, we're trying to play a style of hockey that's, whether it's one nothing or 5 nothing. it's not changing. They're not uh, opening it up, or we're not, uh, you know, trying to do things that are out of our system or out of our character. And when you do that, you play a consistent brand of hockey. It's easy uh, when you have tough times or a tough schedule. If you stick to your work, works best. Well, congratulations. Good luck on the road. All right. Thanks, Kenny. Man, I want to talk about Martin Ferravari. He got his second career goal last night. He got it shorthanded. It led off the scoring. There would be a lot more that came after that. Great work from Tom Wilson to set it up. And it kind of was a tone setter, even though Pittsburgh, it took some time to shake him off and put him away. But at the time, with Pittsburgh on the power play, scoreless game, it's Caps Pens. That was really the first turning point of the game last night. Yeah, absolutely. And from the Pittsburgh Penguins perspective, they came into play league worst power play 0 for 23 in their previous seven games. They get that early chance, that early power play to get some momentum, to get some confidence if you're the Penguins. And then boom, the, the air let out with that shorthanded tally from Farivari. So a big goal from him. He had a great night all around, not only the shorthanded goal, but again, just continuing to activate, create offensively, join the rush, et cetera, but also that physical side of the game as well, which we've spoken about and his ability to handle the physicality, able to take a hit and not put himself out of the play, doesn't ruin his shift, et cetera. And what I like too about Farivari's game last night, John, I referenced this on the post-game show, is on his first shift, if you recall, he had a, a bad turnover in his own zone that led to a Kasperi Kapanen scoring chance just two minutes into the game, and it was his first shift of the night. And look, I could only speak to my experience, John, in rec league ball hockey, but you have a bad first shift. You have, you have a rough first shift. You commit a turnover. You take a silly penalty, whatever it might be. That could set the tone. All right, for a rough night. And in all seriousness, I know that relates to, to even the professional ranks. You have a good first shift. It sets the tone maybe for what's a good night ahead. You have a rough first shift, first couple of minutes. It could be hard to bounce back from that. And for a rookie like Farivari, he clearly tucked that behind him, was good from then on at the shorthanded tally, a great game all around. Love to see it from the rookie. He just continues to impress. Just a, a fun player to watch so far this season. Yeah, he's been really impressive and seemingly so with every passing game. So good on him. Garnet Hathaway can't be stopped right now. A first period goal last night. That's three in his last two games. Even more than the goal, the presence in the offensive zone, the shots on goal that he got last night, the physical tone that he always brings, and then the number one star of the game last night, well, well-deserved. 
Oh, my goodness. He's been terrific the past two games, especially. Played well at the start of the year. Now the numbers, the goals are starting to come up big. Two straight multi-point nights for Garnet Hathaway. You're right. Does a little of everything. Had the game high six shots on goal last night, but the five hits as well. And doing what Garnet Hathaway does in terms of getting into the grill of the opposition and the post-whistle scrums and the extracurricular activity. Game against Pittsburgh, it's right up his alley. But I think also collectively, John, last night, Capitals made it a point to get in aggressive on the forecheck, to use the body, to lay the body. Again, Pittsburgh had three defensemen who were returning from lengthy absences while they were in COVID protocol. I think the message early on from a Caps perspective was use the body, make them feel it. And that type of game plan, that's right up Garnet Hathaway's wheelhouse. So between the offensive contributions, that physicality as well, a well-deserved first star in the night when, again, they had scoring and points and score sheet up and down the lineup. One of the things that I like about doing the podcast is addressing things or talking about things that we don't normally get a chance to do through the course of the game. Over the weekend, the Capitals assigned goaltender Zach Bucalli to Hershey after he picked up his first NHL shutout on Thursday night. You'd be forgiven if you thought maybe he should have hung around for one more start. But, man, this was the right move. With Vitek Vanacek back and available, having three healthy goalies on the roster at the same time is problematic to say the least and if those who remember back to the 2013-14 season the Capitals did this for a while under Adam Oates Philip Grubauer came up in December and they kept him around because they liked how he played and Braden Holtby and Michael Neuver didn't get the time or the practice time that they would have and for about 35 days it was a mess and the Capitals ended up not making the playoffs it wasn't just because of the goalie situation but that was a big problem at midseason This was the right call. Even though he had the shutout and even though he was awfully impressive, the Caps know where he is. If they need him, they can go get him. Kudos to him. I hope we get a chance to see him again, but this is the VTech and Sammy show, and that will resume out on the West Coast starting tomorrow night. Yeah, you're right. And if there is a need now to dip into AHL Hershey for recall down the line, whether injury or performance related over the next few months, who knows? Hopefully it's not performance related. But if you need to recall Fucali from Hershey now, you know, you certainly know you could trust him and he showed himself very well. Not only has he showed himself well with Hershey, but did so the other night with the Capitals. And you're right. I, I was in the camp where I wondered, all right, after a performance like that, will he get another look? But it was clear in hearing the message delivered from Peter Laviolette yesterday that you're right. It just came down to you don't want to go on with three goaltenders. And the minute Vitek Vanacek was determined to be healthy and healthy enough to start again and play again, that was it. They weren't going to experiment with three goalies. By the sounds of it, that thought didn't even enter their minds. It was just going to be two goalies, two nets of practice, etc. To your point, three goalies can become a little hectic, a little bit of a circus internally. They nip that in the bud quickly, reassigning Fucali. And again, if they need to dip down that well again, they know they could trust him and, and good for Zach for showing himself well last week. And we'll see what the future holds. But uh, right now, you're right. Uh, Sammy and, and VTEC show, and we assume they'll split the workload here moving forward as the month continues. And we'll see if ultimately one of them prevails as an undisputed number one. They will certainly both get a couple of games on this upcoming four game Western swing. And to that end, before we leave you this morning, it's Anaheim starting it out tomorrow, second place in the Pacific Division. Troy Terry among the NHL leader in goals with 11. Ryan Getzlaff has 
seemingly turn back the clock here. He's a point-of-game guy for Anaheim at this point in the season. This used to be seven, eight years ago. This was the group of death when you went to California. You were going to be packing a lunch, and hopefully you got out with your backside. Uh, It's not quite back to those days, but it's a lot better than what it's been where all three California teams have been doormats the last couple of years. At least the two in Southern California are not. And oh, the LA Kings and Anaheim Ducks, very similar just in terms of two teams that have been on the outside of playoff position the past few years, aging cores and young players that maybe weren't quite ready. Now they finally, in both cases, have a nice blend of veterans and young players ready to make the jump. You referenced Troy Terry and Anaheim, Ryan Getzlaff, that's a perfect example right there. But both the Ducks and Kings have had lengthy winning streaks of late. The Kings, one of the top defensive teams in the league, they recently had a seven-game winning streak snap. Ducks, meanwhile, they'll enter play coming up tomorrow night, winners of seven in a row in their own right. So tough challenge coming up. Two teams in Southern California playing with a whole lot of confidence right now, and something has to give on Tuesday, tomorrow night. Anaheim winners of seven straight, Capitals winners of four straight. Should be fun. Definitely should be. Caps, Ducks, tomorrow late night at 10 o'clock. Network airtime at 945. Extended pregame show exclusively here on Caps Radio 24-7 starting at 4. Ben, have yourself a great Monday. Happy Monday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.